Hey everyone, this is Coasters and Culture with Rex and the Beast. This is the Beast sitting in a mansion, really, in Reunion, Florida, part of the Reunion Resort area. Sitting right next to me is the one and the only legend, Rex, and we are bringing a podcast to you right here in the middle of Orlando, Florida. We have been to the Universal Orlando Resort. We have a lot to talk about, and we've got about 10 minutes. So we better get going. Okay, then let's do it. So this is pretty cool, Rex. We are here with all of our families. My family's here. Your family is here. Our sister's family is here. Our mom is here. We've never really done this before, uh, so it's not been a typical RexandTheBeast.com trip. And yet, uh, we are still able to experience the Universal Orlando Resort, have our kids there, and do some stuff that we've never done. So we're going to break up our experience to a couple of podcasts, and we've got a few things we want to talk about today. Uh, but first, let's just talk about how great this house is. Pretty nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's been just an amazing week, a lot of fun. Um, we have 14 of us here between my family, your family, sister's family, and uh, our mom. And so we needed a big place, and fortunately we, we're, we're at the right place for that because this reunion resort has some amazing homes, large, large homes. I mean, the one we're in is 15,000 square feet. It has two bowling alley lanes has this spectacular pool and hot tub, this arcade room, an indoor basketball court, an indoor sauna, indoor hot tub. I mean, it, it's it's just been the most perfect place. The kids have loved it. We have loved it. Um, and it's been our base of operations here. And I, I, I couldn't be happier with how, how the house has turned out. Um, and we've been here every day except one. One day we decided we were going to go to Universal uh, in Islands of Adventure. And that ended up being just an amazingly awesome day. Um, but I think we got a you know a few things we want to talk about about that trip. Yeah, so let's talk about logistics first, which is we want to go to both parks. We're going to do two parks in one day, Iowa and Universal Studios, Florida. And we need express passes because we only have one day. We're not here for a weekend. We're not here for a week or anything like that. And we want to make sure that we get on key rides, that we're not waiting in line for two hours at a time or anything like that. So we were looking at express passes, which is just ridiculously expensive. And as it turns out, you you do the you do the numbers and you crunch them, and it ended up being cheaper for us to stay at one of the deluxe resorts on site to get room keys for everybody, so that we could have express passes. Cheaper to do that than it would have been to purchase express passes for everybody. So even though we are in this massive fifteen thousand square foot you know mansion here in Reunion, Florida. We actually reserve two rooms at Royal Pacific in order to get the express pass. I mean, we would never have done that unless we needed those express passes, but that's the way it ended up working out. It was perfect. Yeah, and it was actually three rooms, not two, um, and it was right. it was still cheaper. But and now it was actually it worked really well. Uh, unfortunately for our sister, um, uh, we were able to use annual passes, and we our annual pass rate uh, was only I believe about two hundred and eighty dollars for the night for each room. 
and the passes were 130 bucks a person, and we had five people in each room. So, uh, you know, you don't have to be a, a math PhD to see that those uh, those numbers don't really uh, don't really work out. So, yeah, it was a crazy thing. We just drove over, had dinner at City Walk, and and stayed at Royal Pacific so we could get up and use the early magic hour. I mean, <laughs> magic hour, the early morning hour from the resorts, which of course ended up being a great thing as well. You know what's interesting about that is that Disney. Whenever you try to book rooms online, you cannot book five people in a four-bedroom room. It won't let you. Only recently has Disney, you know, Art of Animation uh, definitely increased the number of rooms, but it's, it's one of the most bizarre things. There's not a ton of rooms that actually sleep five people. You got the suites, but if you're just looking for, you know, the Caribbean beach has got those rooms where mm-hmm. the thing at the mm-hmm. TV folds down and there's a little bed right there. So I was really surprised that they allowed us, because they obviously knew, because they had to have the express passes, to have five people in a room that only slept four. Did that surprise you at all? Yeah, I I didn't um, honestly think about it that much, because I knew they always allowed us to put five um, in that, because I've looked at it before for my family of five. But it was only after you sort of mentioned it to me, I realized, because you you actually said, do they still have rollaway beds here? Which they actually do, believe it or not. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, you could put five in those two beds, but let me tell you, a few of them better be pretty small. Yeah, that's right. So we really want to talk about this because I'm not sure what happened right here. If this was an anomaly, a, you know, a one-off thing or whatever, but I, I mean, there's so many moving parts here. First of all, somehow you and I totally blew this because obviously we had the reservation. Our brother-in-law did online check-in. He walks up uh, inside Royal Pacific to this pre-check-in line, and he's in and out in about five minutes. So number one, how do you and I, rexinthebeast.com, not do pre-check-in or really even aware of that? That's bizarre question number one. But second, the experience of checking in to the Royal Pacific Resort, and we have been here a million times, it was as if they went backwards 30 years in terms of efficiency, technology, and everything else. What in the world was happening? I've got no answers on that. On the first uh, question, though, I, I just I really think it was because we were, we were so focused on other things. Uh, you know, it wasn't a, a universal trip per se the way we would normally think of it, and we just didn't even think about it. And we just didn't even check uh, check in or do it. So I, I think that's really the reason that just sort of got went went under the radar. But have you ch- done that before, though? I think so. I think we We've have. Done that before? I think we have. Yeah, but the um, the check-in process. There's no good way to explain how amazingly bad this was. This <laughs> um, uh, Sherlock Holmes. Uh, what is that's that? Sherlock Holmes. Oh, that, that? That, that's uh, <laughs> that's uh, the solitary cyclist. He goes, "You were amazingly bad." Do you remember when he? <laughs> Watson went out to check on the thing. Yeah, you got everything wrong. It was terrible. But but it was. It was um, – we, we, we saw it. I mean we were only a few people back from getting there when we got in line, a handful of people anyway. And they had, what, one, two, three – they had like four or five people checking people in. And we stood there and we watched. And five minutes went by. Nobody – moved on. 10 minutes went by, 
nobody, it's the same five people standing there waiting to check in with the, 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 and so we're like, there must be something happening here. Anyway, finally, I mean, I, I was 20 minutes or so, uh, or maybe 25, we get up to, um, to check in. And, you know, I mean, we've been, we've done this a lot of times. We know how to check in quick, get moving and move on. And we get up there and the guy, perfectly nice guy, he does say, you know, we're having a little bit of a computer issue or something, but it's unbelievable. Uh, the the fir- the main part of the check-in l- takes like eight, ten minutes, and then we've got to get ten express passes printed out for our keys, our keys that are the express passes. And he literally writes our names down on a sheet of paper, the the like key card thing. And then after we go through all the names, then he takes the names and goes to type them in to put out the keys. I mean, we must have stood there 15 minutes, don't you think? Why he typed it? Why he wrote yeah, the names? Why he, he was using it. a sharpie. Yeah, and I, I, it has to be some kind of major computer malfunction. Um, it has to be because they could not possibly move at that rate all the time and hope to check everybody in. It, it, it was, it was. I mean, a couple times we looked at each other. It was all we could do to keep from just kind of busting out laughing at the whole situation because it was so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, just this is a small thing. It's not that big of a deal. But at one point, he, he's, he's trying to make some small talk with us to kind of, you know, gloss over the fact that it's taking so long. And at one point, he says, you know, uh, if you're interested in going to the Harry Potter land, he called it the Harry Potter Land. Yeah. I mean, isn't that kind of weird? You would think that Universal employees would be calling it the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Then I'm wearing a Haunted Mansion t-shirt, much to your chagrin, and he said, hey, I love your shirt. So <laughs> I, I just got this, I don't know, I'm not sure how steeped in Universal this guy was, but anyway, the whole experience was just weird. It was bizarre. I mean, our goal was to try to check in, to go have dinner, and then perhaps for me and you with our annual passes, which our rest of our family doesn't have, to go bust in and possibly get on the last ride at the uh, Velocicoaster that night. This took so long that we didn't we weren't able to do it. We yeah. went and had dinner, and by that time the park was closing. Um, we did manage to run over and get your pass renewed, but uh, I, it, it's totally unacceptable for a park of, I mean, a, a hotel of the level of Royal Pacific to have this much problem with the check-in procedure. Absolutely unacceptable. I'm going to assume it was a one-off computer issue that just messed everything up. However, I will be going again in uh, less than a month with my oldest son, and we'll find out, and because I'll be checking in at exactly the same place, and I'll uh, I'll certainly let the Rex and the Beast fans know what we find out. Absolutely. Well, and then you know, it's just so weird. The vacation planning where you you can get your tickets, you can purchase tickets or get them printed or whatever. That was kind of a weird deal too. Um, I, that's kind of a long story. We won't tell it. But the next morning at seven o'clock in the morning, we were actually up. And moving toward the park at 7 a.m., which is a little unusual for Rex and the Beast, but I'm glad we did. It ended up being great. But, man, there was a line at the vacation planning all the way down into Tower 1, like all the way past the elevators. There must have been, I don't know, 25, 30, 50, 40 people in line. Have you ever seen anything like that? I, I haven't, and I was trying to figure out what in the world they could be doing uh, because I, I – you don't – sure, we've seen four or five people, maybe even ten people in line there, but I've never seen a line like that. 
And I, I don't have a clue what was going on. Um, so it, it was very bizarre. Yeah, very bizarre. Weird things happening in the lobby yeah. of the Royal Pacific. Well, and the Royal, yeah, the Royal, they, the, the night before, it took so long to check in. The vacation planning was closed by the time we got over there, but they had just closed. And a, a lady there we were talking to and uh, said, you know, yeah, you can get done what you need to get done with your annual pass here, but we're closed. Um, and thank goodness we went at like 9.58 right before they closed at 10 at Islands of Adventure. And there was one front gate uh, uh, person still working and got the pass renewed because otherwise we would have either been in that line or we would have been one of the real schmucks that are still uh, in the line over at Islands of Adventure the morning of the thing, which is just a horrible place to be. Yeah. So very, very interesting what happened there with Royal Pacific. Uh, you know, just real quick, just speaking of the rooms, um, you know, we don't want to be just hardcore negative here, but I think you and I both enjoyed the previous uh, version of the rooms than we do this. The one with a little bit of the darker wood, a little bit darker feel. I had that really nice carving in the wood where you could see through it to the other side where the bathroom area was. Uh, this, the rooms now are very much more kind of just traditional. There's a door into the to the bathroom, fairly good sized bathroom. But the rooms seem smaller. I don't know if they are or not, but they sure seem to me. And the colors are a little different. I don't know. I just didn't enjoy the rooms as much. No, I think we re we really enjoyed the old Royal Pacific rooms, and that was our, our old haunt. We were there so often um, back in the day um, that I do think we developed a really good affinity for those rooms. So I do miss them, and I do think they are better. I mean, we see this all over Disney. We see a lot of people uh, talking about and complaining about the rooms getting more generic and less interesting. And I actually think this is one of those times as well. Um, they are good rooms. I think they're still fine and I like them. Um, and they're probably more uh, modern and functional than they used to be in some ways. But um, I do miss the old Royal Pacific. I, but it's getting more and more. I mean, st staying at the Cabana Bay with that Volcano Bay view if it's not for the express passes i mean at this point i'm like i don't know man Maybe. yeah if you and i are just the two of us right because obviously the hotel room they do up the price of the hotel room with more people but they don't match obviously how the express pass because they up the price for more people in the room because everybody gets an express pass but it doesn't any come close to matching the true cost of the express pass so like if it's just me and you on a trip then it is possible that we stay at Cabana Bay and we get two express passes and that is not much different or is perhaps cheaper than getting uh, the Royal Pacific room for just the two of us because the base, even for just two, <clears throat> is still pretty high. So I agree with you. I, I, I would prefer to be at one of those volcano uh, view rooms at Cabana Bay than I would the Royal Pacific, except for the Express Pass. Yeah, that's saying a lot. Well, we did ride Velocicoaster. We're going to save that discussion for another podcast that's coming out really, really soon. So primarily what we want to talk about now is the announcement that was made today, Halloween Horror Nights. It has been quiet. Uh, there's been no announcements really made. There's not been much rumbling. I have found the website to be unbelievably generic. I've found the mottos to be stupid. I mean, don't go alone or something like that. Uh, the, the Just the overall feel up to this point has been less than enthusiastic in my opinion. But we, we know Beetlejuice is coming, which is cool. But today, yeah, it, it, the, the blood got pumping, hearts got racing. People are super excited because they announced the new haunt that's coming out the Haunting of Hill House, which is the Netflix series. And this is going to be a new haunt, both 
at Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando and in Hollywood. Um, Netflix, it's only one season. It's 10 episodes. And I, I have committed to you, and it's going to happen. I'm going to make sure to watch all 10 episodes before we get to the thing. You know, I've done this a lot of times. We 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 go into a house not having seen the film. We still are able to enjoy it. You you know, you don't have to have seen it, but you definitely get an insider's perspective if you know what you're looking for. So at least one of us, I, I'm going to make sure that I watch all 10 of these. But your quick thoughts on The Haunting of Hill House. You know, I'm excited for it. I, I haven't seen anything on the uh, the series. I'm, of course, familiar with the uh, the classic uh, book and movie. Um, uh, so I, I, I'm going to try to watch it as well to try to be as up to speed as possible because I, I do completely agree. Uh, like, for example, the, the first of recent history, the first Stranger Things house, uh, I was completely up on the Stranger yeah. Things stuff, and it really did yeah. add to the, the whole experience. Mm-hmm. So uh, we do need to do that. A great property. You know, it's funny. We've talked about this a million times, how we think about IP and, you know, what's IP and what's not. You know, like, for you know, is the E.T. ride IP at Universal and all of this? Of course it is, but it's not really the way we think about IP rides. And... Uh, this is one of those to me is, although this is based on a book, a movie actually based on a miniseries on Netflix right now, it feels more like this awesome, generic haunted house, um, uh, concept, which is something I really can get behind, uh, more than the idea that if it was based, I don't know, on you know, even Stranger Things, to me, it feels more more generic, and I mean that in a positive way, like a, a horror Halloween positive trope kind of thing. So I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to watching the, the shows to get into it, but uh, uh, a great announcement. I don't think this was a huge shock to anyone. This had been talked about as being one of them, but uh, nevertheless, very exciting. Yeah, I mean, we're going through haunted houses. Sometimes they're called mazes, but it's a haunted house based on a haunted house. Yeah. I mean, you can't really go wrong with that, right? Yeah. So I think it's going to be really, really good. I'm excited about it. I, there's still that little rumor out there. I don't know if it's, if you've seen any anything more about this, that there could be a Halloween 3 house. Let box. me tell you, there is a rumor of that out there. And we, we do not generally dive into that in great no, detail. Like I, I'm sure there are all kinds of uh, those maps out there where people do the, uh, the projections, the rumors that Almost certainly after they're all announced, they're going to be like 100% right or you know 90% right. But we don't really look at them and focus on them. We let it just sort of flow. Um, but if that happened, I mean, nobody could be a bigger fan of Michael Myers and the original Halloween and Halloween 2 than, than we are on that. But unlike a lot of people, we appreciate pretty substantially what a good horror movie Halloween 3 is. Putting aside the fact that truly it should have probably not been called Halloween 3 because that destroyed it because of the Michael Myers issue, I think. It's a cool movie. I love the 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 Silver Shamrock stuff, the commercials, the music, the tone. And I think it's creepy as can be. The idea of these, you know, masks going on kids and on Halloween night there's going to be this thing that kind of, you know, turns up all the bugs and kills them. I mean, it's intense, man. So I'm I'm down. I am down if, uh, if that happens, and I hope it does. Me too. And I think the film stock is rising as people are going back and revisiting it, and you have your, you know, cult following and the fans. So it, it would be a huge, huge hit, and I really, I really hope we see it this year at Halloween Horror Nights. Well, 
that's where we're going to end up. We're going to hold off on the VelociCoaster discussion for the next podcast, but it's great to be back talking to you guys. Uh, we hope you're excited about Halloween Horror Nights this coming up and just the excitement of it being the summer and theme parks. And, you know, I visited Holiday World a few weeks ago. I got to go on Voyage, and there's just a lot of fun stuff taking place. So, uh, yeah, on behalf of Rex right here sitting next to me, this is the Beast saying, be strong and courageous. You know, rexandthebeast.com. Join the journey. <laughs> <laughs>